Hello and welcome to Max Politics. This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode. In just a minute, you'll hear my conversation with Emma Whitford, a reporter from Law 360, who has been closely following the developments around New York's eviction moratorium and the state's emergency rental assistance program that has had some real hiccups uh, after being launched in June. Some changes have recently been announced after pressure was put on the Cuomo administration to streamline the process, improve the process, and get some of the more than $2 billion out the door to renters and landlords to make them whole from the federal aid that came through to help people who lost income, lost work due to the pandemic. If you've missed any of our recent episodes on Max Politics, we've had some great conversations recently with Murad Awada of the New York Immigration Coalition, with uh, Queensboro President Donovan Richards, with public advocate Jamani Williams, with leaders of the 21 in 21 movement that has been part of the success story of leading towards what looks like it will be a majority of women in the city council when the next city council is seated next year, and many other great guests and episodes. So you can find Max Politics wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, at the Gotham Gazette website. And there has been a lot happening lately around New York State's emergency rental assistance program. Uh, A lot of changes, a bit of drama, the looming eviction moratorium ending at the end of August. A lot going on with that. Many, many New York City households uh, at risk of eviction and a whole bunch of state money that has yet to go out the door to its intended purposes. So very happy to welcome to Max Politics, Emma Whitford, who is a reporter for Law 360, covering real estate, among other things. Emma, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. So before we get into the changes and the sort of drama of the last few days here around this, uh, this emergency rental assistance program that the state is running, take us back to the creation of this program, uh, its origins, and sort of what's uh, the big context here. Sure thing. So we're in the middle of a midsummer heat wave, but I'm going to bring us back to April and budget season, which I know is a Gotham Gazette favorite. But long story short, as a result of the pandemic, there has been a lot of concern about hundreds of thousands of renters across the country being out of work, struggling to cover the rent. So we've had a few big stimulus packages passed at the federal level, and the ones that are most relevant to this program uh, are actually former President Trump's last federal stimulus package, which passed in December, and then Biden's first such package that passed in March. And those allocated billions of dollars nationally that is intended to help cover rent arrears accrued during the pandemic. Um, New York State, because we have a lot of renter households, we got one of the largest allocations of federal money to distribute, coming to about $2.4 billion. But, you know, I think as with a lot of pandemic-related assistance programs, it's very multi-step. So here we have this $2.4 billion coming to New York State, you know, as of this spring, But then the state legislature, it was up to them to basically come up with a bill, a piece of legislation to 
establish a program to administer this money. And I mentioned the complexity there because, you know, budget season in New York is notoriously messy. And there had been some hope that when in early 2021, the state was aware that this big windfall of federal money was coming to help tenants and landlords, that a program would be established quickly. But as things went, it got rolled into the budget process and that dragged things out a bit. So long story short, a bill passed in early April that Governor Cuomo signed called the Emergency Rental Assistance Program or ERAP. And basically it it, uh, empowered the Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance in New York State to effectively get this money out the door as quickly as possible. The program officially launched in June, on June 1st, with an online portal with separate applications for tenants and landlords. Pretty quickly, there were reports of glitches, and then the heat really turned up last week. Um, There was some reporting in the Associated Press, but basically the U.S. Treasury Department, which is tracking progress on these funds, They issued their latest report showing allocations through June of this year. And New York was one of just like a tiny number, I think perhaps the only state in the country that had yet to distribute any of its money by the end of June. Um, Some other jurisdictions were, I think, Puerto Rico and American Samoa and uh, a couple other jurisdictions. But basically... You know, most states have their programs well underway. So that got some legislators concerned. So the program is authorized in April. Mm -hmm. It's set to start in June. It gets off to a very glitchy start. What's your sense of why between June and now we're almost in August, so little money has gotten out the door um, to renters and, and landlords who can apply for this funding? Yeah, so I think there are a few things here. For a bit more context, uh, late last year, there was a much smaller rent relief program using uh, CARES Act funding, just $100 million administered by the state. And that program got, I think, less than half of its funds out the door and was pretty widely panned as being requiring a ton of detailed documentation. So a big hope for this program when it launched was to have it be much more broadly applicable to more tenants and just easier to apply for. But on the other on the other side, you have this tension coming from the governor's office where Cuomo, you know, will warn about the potential of quote unquote fraud in the system. So I think, you know, OTDA has to balance this sort of careful assessment of each application with these calls to like make the program simpler than the one that failed last year. But another factor here is in the in the the way the program was established, the first 30 days of it, so starting June 1st through the end of that month, there's sort of a prioritization system and um, households that make less 50% or less than the area median income in their area are supposed to be prioritized for getting their money first. So I think the the goal of that is basically get money as soon as possible to the most vulnerable households. But I think in reality, that resulted in OTDA and their contractor having to like sift through a lot of applications that were coming in. Another important thing to mention is I've been talking to tenants and landlords alike, most recently more tenants who just found this website to be glitchy and counterintuitive and, and didn't even get their applications in. 
So as of mid-July, OTGA says they've received 160,000 applications, 100,000 of which came in just in June. So that's not a small number, and that's a lot to go through. But I think as you know, Governor Cuomo announced this week plans to speed up the processing of those applications that made it through the barriers and actually got to OTDA, it's important to also remember that there are these challenges with people who are still, frankly, trying to apply and make sense of the website. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about who's eligible and, and how it works. But but first, I suppose, let's just recap, zoom out so far. So uh, went live in June. We have this looming potential expiration of the New York State uh, eviction moratorium at the end of August. We mm-hmm. haven't seen any signs that that's going to be extended. The federal eviction moratorium is set to end at the end of this month. Is that correct? Yeah. And an Just interesting thing about, about that is because New York State's existing law is stronger than the CDC's rule limiting evictions, it actually hasn't really been in play in New York. So that's just an interesting tidbit. The right, New York went law, a little further. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so the New York law is in place, at least as of now, until the end of August. 150,000 applications have already been submitted for this well over $2 billion in emergency rental assistance funding that is mostly federal dollars that's going through the State Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance. The, um, the, with, with a lot of critical words uh, coming to, toward the state, they seem to have sped things up a little bit. We'll get into a couple of the details of that announcement. Uh, Senator Schumer weighed in, and that seems to have uh, really spurred the governor and his team to additional action. The state legislature is talking about oversight hearings, um, but people really just want these applications reviewed and the money out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about who's eligible uh, and, and sort of how this works. Um, the, the program is open to any New York renter or small landlord that can show that they've lost income or or how does it work? So it's a little more specific than that. So when the federal government put some strings on this money, they said that in order to apply, the renter household would have to make 80% of the area median income or less. So I pulled up those numbers in New York City, for example, for a household of three, that's close to $86,000. So you have to meet that income threshold. And then you also have to be able to demonstrate some pandemic related hardship, whether that's, you know, loss in income, loss of a job, that sort of thing. And then I was talking about how in June, they sort of uh, New York State decided to uh, drill down on an even smaller subset of that. So they were looking first to send money to households making 50% of the AMI or less with some other characteristics. So that's you're talking about you know, closer to 54,000 for a household of three. And there, it should note that the state tossed in an extra $100 million that is supposed to go to households and the money goes directly to the landlord, but households that, you know, maybe have higher AMIs than are allowed under the federal bill. But, but largely those are the requirements. New York state legislators were very clear in stating that this application process is open to undocumented New Yorkers, which was welcome to advocates. And the way they said that they would handle that is have some, some option to sort of self-attest to your hardship if you can't back it up 
potentially with with documents. Mm-hmm. But it's I think one of the pre- because this is this is unfolding right as the state is also about to launch the excluded workers fund, which is the potential aid to uh, to undocumented New Yorkers yeah. as well. <laughs> but there's there's some questions being raised about the the definitely there. We we won't get into that now. But it it is very interesting how they do coincide for the New Yorkers who would would qualify, you know, for both. Uh, or, or one or the other, but also this question of the mechanics of the state being able to really review applications and get money out the door to people who need it. But anyway, definitely. Oh, yeah. And then just uh, a couple other, you know, conditions for for landlords on on accepting this money, which I should say, um, in terms of the amount of arrears you can have covered, I think the maximum is 12 months of missed rent and or utilities. And then for certain lower income households, a potential to get three future months of rent covered. And then a couple other strings attached here. It's important to note, uh, OTGA keeps stressing this because with August 31st quickly approaching. Under the state's law, as long as you have your application pending, whether or not it's been a, like before it's approved, you know, your landlord is cannot technically uh, evict you while this application is being processed. And for landlords who accept the money, they are supposed to agree not to increase your rent for one year going forward. And also with some exceptions, I think maybe for the smallest landlords, and then also agreeing not to evict you for a year without good cause. So that just means, you know, if you, if you're accepted for ERAP and you get your arrears covered, if your lease expires in the next year, they can't just evict you for no reason. They have to give you that lease renewal. But you could potentially be vulnerable if you fall behind on future rent, which I think is a concern for some advocates. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this money uh, was not getting out the door. Mm-hmm. There were issues with the system. Uh, as I said, Senator Schumer, who, of course, is the majority leader of the Senate and, and helped negotiate the American Rescue Plan, as you mentioned, that uh, was passed in March, came in this weekend and really sounded the alarm and told Governor Cuomo and the state to get it together here. And so there were some uh, enhancements, let's say, to the program and some promises that the Cuomo administration laid out there. Um, what are the details there that, that, I mean, does this, does this really matter to people other than, you know, the governor and his team got a bit of a, a push here and have made some promises to clear up the pending cases or is there other, other things that people need to know beyond that? Yeah. So I think over the last couple of months when I've been hearing criticisms of this program, they really fit into two buckets. One of them is, hey, I've submitted and I'm just sitting here on my hands waiting. Right. And we talked about some of the reasons why this might have taken a while. I mean, I don't think anyone expected OTDA to be turning around, you know, two weeks after the the program launched, uh, sending money back, especially with these prioritization requirements. But all that being said, you know, realizing that New York is one of the biggest states, biggest cash allotments and slowest to get money out the door, that's a real concern. So there's that. And I think that's really what Cuomo is seeking to address with his announcement yesterday. The other bucket is these concerns that we've been talking about, about glitches with the system crashing. There's this persistent problem that OTDA just confirmed to me has yet to be addressed where you, as a tenant, you literally cannot pause and resume an application and it's like multiple pages, so it takes a while. You know, an advocate described it to me today as sort of like death by a million tiny cuts, just like mm-hmm. a lot of annoying glitches that add up to a really unsatisfactory user experience. I talked to a uh, renter earlier today 
um, named Genevieve Rand, who is a member of the Ithaca Tenants Union. She saw yesterday's announcement and went to try to apply again today and encountered the same, some of the same issues. So that's all to say that what Cuomo did yesterday is basically pledged additional manpower um, to the processing of already pending applications. What still seems to be up in the air, uh, based on everything I've heard from tenants and landlords today, is like that front end user experience is not vastly improved. It's not changed effectively uh, as of today. Um, so there's still some frustration there, but I think everyone is hopeful. You know, I just saw a stat, I think uh, Guidehouse, which is the uh, the contractor that was brought in to develop the website, they have like an additional 600 staff dedicated to this, according to OTVA. There are like 300 odd state workers that are going to be shifted over to help process. And they're, I think, you know, rather than immediately changing how you apply to the program, which is still a real barrier, on the back end, you know, the human beings who are analyzing these applications are going to have relaxed standards for what qualifies. So the idea is that more applications ideally will be processed and at a faster rate. But, you know, again, I think there's been a, a longstanding communication issue between the service providers who are actually being paid government money to help people apply to this program and OTDA. Those who I talked to yesterday said Cuomo's announcement came as a total surprise. They were looking for details. They were like, what does streamlining mean? So it's definitely a, a work in process with, with lingering, lingering frustrations. But one other thing I'll say is that according to OTDA, 10 minutes ago, they told me that as of today, this week, they've gotten 1.2 million out the door. So they're definitely like, moving okay. things along, but it's still, you know, that's a small, small slice of the pie. 1.2 million out of two point, what, what's the total about 2.7 billion is what the state it's, is saying. So it's, I, my you calculation is that billion. it's 2.4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's slightly encouraging signs that they're starting to really move some money, but they've got a lot of money to move. So the state is saying, um, uh, about 150,000 applications have been submitted by August 7th. They're going to, or, or have been submitted and they're going to go through those by August 7th. <laughs> um, and that by August 31st, the governor is promising that OTDA will be current with payments for all pending verified applications. That's obviously the end of the eviction moratorium. That's a deadline that's just over a month away from the time we're talking. Uh, What's the, you know, how confident should people be in that? What's the worry here? Is there any sign that the state legislature would extend the eviction moratorium past August 31st? What do you, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of confusion too. I found the announcement yesterday to be sort of confusingly worded. Um, But the bottom line is- As I just indicated by (laughs) by my recap. But it sounds like their goal is to be current on pending applications by the end of August. One thing I don't want to get lost here is, you know, having just spoken to Senator Kavanaugh, he's like, he's like, people should still be trying to apply to this program. And that's why it's concerning that these front end glitches are not addressed. You know, I think the goal, what he's saying is like, don't be discouraged. I think there are plenty of reasons to feel that way, but it's not like the portal has closed. So uh, listen, if there's 150,000 applications in already and the state is saying they expect to to serve between 170,000 and 200,000 households. This is from the governor's latest press right. release. That's that's getting pretty close. You know, assuming most of those applications are viable, that's that's getting pretty close. 
Well, that's super tricky. And I think that some other outlets have done, including the city, have done some good reporting on this. It's like, how much of a dent is this ultimately going to make? I mean, we don't know how many of those submitted applications are going to be uh, approved versus rejected, which is another concern that Kavanaugh raised. It's like he wants to know, like, what's the appeals process going to be? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's inappropriate to be asking that right now when there's money starting to go out. Like, what if you get a reimbursement? You don't think it's the right amount and you want to appeal it. But yeah, so the state has estimated that, you know, this is going to serve between 170 and 200,000 households, I mean, it's really hard to put a finger on the size of the the, the problem here. Yeah. But I was just looking at this equity atlas study that's new that the Times had referenced out of um, a research group connected to the University of Southern California. And they have like a pretty new tracker that they say is linked to census data. But they're estimating like more than 830,000 New Yorkers across the state who are behind on rent. That's not to say that all those need to apply to ERAP or like have the same amount of money owed, but that's like a huge number. You know, I was looking at the latest census household pulse survey and there were, it looked like about 170,000 individual New Yorkers saying they were very or somewhat likely fearful of being evicted in the next two months, you know? And another important thing to, to note is that there was a real problem with evictions and people being at risk of eviction even before the pandemic, you know, when there were tens of thousands of cases pending in housing court before the court shut down. So it's like a staggering and overwhelming problem for sure. But that said, it's, oh, sorry. I, I would just important to know yeah. that if you get your application in, you know, it is supposed to be an extra layer of protection for you while it's pending. So regardless, it seems like there would be no harm in a tenant applying. Right. And there will probably, there will probably be some significant announcements uh, as we get into August here. And people are reminded that they're uh, pending applications pr protect them from eviction. But, um, you know, I think most people would not want to be playing that game. They're going to want to have their application sure. in and get their, get the money to cover their rent, as you said, goes through the landlords to, um, you know, to make people whole and hopefully have some stability here. So in our last uh, minute here, uh, we're talking with Emma Whitford, a reporter with Law 360 covering real estate and other things and who has been really covering very closely um, the eviction moratorium, looming eviction crisis, and this emergency rental program. Uh, and you should read everything she's been writing on it. Uh, so, so the bottom line here, uh, people should continue to try to apply, even if it's frustrating, even if it's time consuming, of course. There is a promise streamlining process happening. New promises were just made, so those might take a little time to, to come into play, but they're already starting to get more money out the door. Uh, what else? Any other big takeaways here that people need to know? The state legislature seems like they will be holding some oversight hearings, so maybe that will spur action along a little further. Sure. Um, I just just while I'm on here, I thought it would be helpful to remind folks where they can get help on these applications. The Legal Aid Society and some other organizations have set up a hotline specifically for undocumented um, tenants. The number for that is 212-298-3490. Um, so folks can get help that way. And um, the, the HRA website for New York City has a list of all the service providers who are being you know, resourced specifically to help people with these applications. You know, they have reported their own issues trying to understand it, but at least that's another uh, helping hand for people on this process. Right. 
All right, Emma, thanks so much for taking the time to break a lot of this down. It's complicated. Hopefully, um, this discussion gives people a better sense whether they're directly impacted or not of what's going on, because there's obviously a lot at stake for for everybody, much more so the people who's... um, whose housing status and whose uh, the landlords whose buildings are at stake and, and much more. But uh, this is this, you know, all of this needs to go well for the city and the state not to see a huge negative impact when, um, you know, when the eviction moratorium ends and other things really uh, come to fruition here. So uh, hopefully some of this pressure uh, and some of the attention from reporting and, and others will um, will get this straightened out. But thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. 